Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Schaefer's Market Mashup Podcast. Took a week off. I think I'm excused. It was my birthday. Uh, but we're back with a vengeance now. I have Michael Azaki of SIBO Global Markets. He's the Vice President of Derivatives Strategy. We have a great talk about VIX Mini Futures. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Michael. Glad to have you on. Thank you very much. I appreciate that, and happy belated birthday. Ah, thank you. Thirty-one. Not very, not very fun. Walk me through your career at SIBO and in your role in the investing world, and give me kind of a snapshot of what you've been through. Sure. So I started out in the industry as an options trader at O'Connor and Associates, um, and I spent several years as a bank trader and a portfolio manager, primarily focused on FX derivatives. I did that for uh, just short of a decade, and then um, when I moved over to the buy side. I started a derivatives risk analytics firm called FT Options. And um, in the beginning of February of 2020, SIBO acquired the business of FT Options, uh, the intention to further build out our information solutions offering. So my work within SIBO primarily focuses on capital efficiency and product strategy. And I'm very happy to be with you today. Interesting. So product strategy. Yeah, I, I like that. I think that's going to give some interesting insight that I haven't had before with, with people on. So we've talked at length about SIBO's VIX index, uh, as well as futures contracts on our previous episodes. I've heard there's this new kid on the block. I actually read the PR Newswire from, I think, in August, mini VIX futures. I want to put the the, uh, Dr. Evil quotations on the mini VIX futures. Walk me through the creation of this mini contract and, and its purposes. Sure. So SIBO Futures Exchange actually had launched Minivix Futures back in 2009, but at that point we were ahead of our time. So market participants back then wanted prepackaged products, so exchange-traded products like ETPs that track the performance of VIX Futures have generally been the vehicle which smaller market participants would trade volatility. However, these ETPs are limiting because they're constructed as a prepackaged strategy that provides longer exposure to volatility through a combination of holding front month futures and second month futures. And since that time, volatility trading has evolved and volatility as a tradable asset class has matured. So strategies of smaller, sophisticated market participants have developed to now include you know, seeking direct access to VIX futures without solely looking to ETPs that track the performance of VIX futures. So with many VIX futures, market participants are able to construct their own views on volatility and to tailor their own strategies, their own volatility strategies. The current market environment is conducive to reintroducing many of its futures, given the recent interest and expansion in mini and micro products. Similarly, we've heard market participants have a, a lot of demand for smaller size VIX futures contracts. So it was responsive to um, demands for the market participants as well. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I'm w- working my way through it right now. The difference between the standard and the mini contract, does it really come down to cost of entry and lower overhead? It, it, it does. I, I would say that a few things. First, you know, as the name implies, mini VIX futures are a scaled-down version of a standard VIX futures. And they have the same contract terms with the exception of the notional value. So the notional value for mini VIX futures is one-tenth of the contract size for VIX futures. And the way that this is accomplished is by having a $100 
contact multiplier for VIX futures, whereas the standard VIX futures have a $1,000 contact multiplier. So that means that many VIX futures require less capital to achieve exposure to the VIX, to the VIX index. So I agree with you. Um, also, one difference is that we're currently only listing four near-term serial months for many VIX futures and no weeklies. Okay. Um, and, and the smaller notional value of the mini contract is designed to provide greater flexibility and precision in volatility risk management as well, right? So in addition to um, having a lower lower notional and lower dollar cost, it also allows those that uh, that need additional precision in how they allocate their their positions to accomplish that with a smaller contract size. Okay. So yeah, you, you there's a greater degree of customization with these. Well, that's right. So if you if your objective is to have a specific amount of exposure, then instead of having to round to accommodate the standard VIX futures, you could trade uh, a more precise amount of mini VIX futures. Got it. Got it. So as far as who this is tailored for, why would someone use a mini VIX future or, or, or how could they use the mini VIX futures? That's a great question. So I would say that um, I'll answer in terms of different strategies and then who might use them. Um, so for example, there's hedging, which would likely be a strategy for proprietary traders, CTAs, or FCMs. There's a short ball and term structure trading, which is likely a strategy for, again, prop CTAs and professional VIX traders. Um, there's directional or event trading, which really would apply to all user groups. And then there's also, there's some diversification. So it's a new asset class for CTAs to help them diversify their overall portfolio strategies. Um, you know, additionally, like record volatility in early 2020, along with heightened uncertainty around COVID, and now we have the US presidential election and uh, potential for, for COVID treatments and, and vaccines have all increased the interest in harnessing tradable volatility products to manage the risk. Um, you know, for example, speaking of the presidential election, you know, in 2020, we've seen the largest election bump in a U.S. election year in the last, uh, among the last four cycles. So mm-hmm. if we look at the early September month-end values for the VIX index and VIX futures for the prior three election cycles and including this one, we can see this bump where the October VIX futures contract is significantly elevated in 2020 compared to the other years. So October VIX futures, which can be used to hedge against a rise in volatility in early November, generally have been priced much higher than the VIX index and VIX futures expiring in nearby months. So uh, the term structure of the VIX futures is uh, is a, a big thing that, that people focus on uh, and if we're looking at the, the spread between September and October, um, VIX futures, that's or, or October, November, that's where people try, try to look at those relationships. Those are the types of things that people look at um, and, and try to imply from the term structure. Um, also, you know, VIX futures demonstrate, like, you know, they, they have a, a performance that is inversely correlated with the stock market, US stock market. So, it's got a diversification element as well when added to a portfolio, and this can 
insulate capital from the risk associated with large unexpected market moves. Yeah, agreed. And I think you alluded to it as far as any other examples of this its potential utility being elongated when you look at the fact that there's a chance that the election may not be decided on election night and then you have the vaccine coming up and then inauguration for whoever wins in November, I feel like this is a tailor-made tool for market participants who want to take advantage of this. Are there any other examples in recent history where this these mini VIX futures have been important to the market environment? So one of the nice things about the VIX, the mini VIX futures is that they're, you know, there's, there's a lot of history and they're part of the overall VIX futures complex, right? So um, if one could imagine the extreme moves in, in um, the beginning of March to late March, when we had, um, you know, very, very exaggerated market movements, one could imagine volatility tools, at that point being being useful um you know again the fact that that these the vix and vix futures have a negative correlation to the market it really does provide an opportunity to to position for for various moves in the marketplace another thing is also um you know if, if folks have a view on the market's going to move not exactly sure directionally but it's going to move. That's where VIX futures can come into play, where you know, one can, can position for, for, for movement without necessarily um, you know, knowing the right direction, right? So you've got a big event coming up, such as a presidential election, and one could say, um, you know, not exactly sure how it's gonna go, but the market's not gonna be here. And directionally, um, if one does have a directional view, you could also augment it with with a, a volatility component as well. Yeah, that's fascinating. You know, when, when you hone in on the difference between movement and direction. Um, backing up for a second, talk to me about the hype surrounding many derivative contracts in general in the broader marketplace. It seems like there's a sudden boom for these micro products being launched. Do you have any reason why can you point to something in particular i mean it's definitely been, been a, a lot of a lot of interest in, in many and micro contracts for derivatives um you know it's certainly the fact that other products have launched has prompted us feeling like this is the right time to reintroduce the mini books futures um yeah, I, I think there's also a component of, of new participants in the marketplace, um, you know, having the smaller notional combined with, with new participants in the marketplace is, is a good a good combination, right? So, you know, the mini big futures, first of all, they, they build on the success and popularity of the standard mixed futures contract, mm-hmm. but also it, it meets the customer's demand for additional tools to gain direct exposure to the VIX index. Uh, well, I should say, you know, potentially newer participants that maybe are trading with uh, with smaller notional amounts, um, and also many of the are available appealing to a diverse base of market participants, uh, CTAs, FCMs, proprietary trading firms, 
So basically the market participants that may be institutional. Um, you know, another example that that I wanted to bring up is the fact that you know, mixed futures term structure is typically in contango. So that provides opportunities to potentially generate alpha through roll down strategies, for example. So there are people that have um, consistent strategies with VIX futures that are now available to uh, to those that, that are trading many VIX futures size notional. Uh, of course, you know, we highly recommend that all market, market participants, especially those that don't understand the derivatives market and have never used this product before, mm-hmm. should be informed as much as possible about how many VIX futures work before they trade the product. Um, but that, that contango and roll down is, is certainly one of the one of the common use cases it's been talked about a lot the the rise of the robin hood trader with no sports and no sports betting a lot of people at home are looking for something to do and they're getting into investing i i continue to think that that won't go away once the pandemic is over and there's a return to normalcy i think this has peaked enough interest in investing in the stock market in basically finance in general, that I think people are going to be looking to take that next step out of, you know, individual stocks and into something like volatility, where you can play, like you said, movements in directions. Do you see this, the rise of the mini contracts increasing over time? This basically, do you anticipate that moving higher? So we do. We don't give forward-looking projections. However, what I would say is that I, I agree with you. That um, this seems it seems to be more than a, a short-lived, short-lived phenomenon. It seems like people are are getting experience to, to trading and and you know finding finding useful activity, and it's not something which is just taking the place of, of sports. Um, you know, we certainly have seen uh, a lot of positive feedback from the, the customers and participants that we've engaged with. Um, as far as volumes are concerned, you know, we see demand showing up in the trading volume. So within the first two weeks of launch, many VIX daily volumes surpassed the 100,000 contract mark for the first time mm-hmm. on August 27th. And today, the total volume is well over a million contracts with an average daily volume of approximately 33,000 contracts. So it's, it's definitely, um, it, I think your point about looking for additional products beyond just, uh, well, beyond single-name equities is, is certainly coming into play. And also, if you start start looking at the overall market, such as the S&P, then it starts to become, you know, going back to my earlier point, sometimes you feel like things are going to be busy, it's going to move, you're just not clear on the direction, or you also feel like an event. For example, might uh, might really might, might really have some unusual uh, volume of, or activity, and you just um, want a position for it. So that's where the mini VIX futures can be a useful tool because the term structure is something which is being set up. So you know, well, the, the the prices line up such that the events are being priced in. Right, so that's where one can express a view in in that term structure, or you know, what is being priced in for an event. Yeah, I, the duration of the event as well. Right, so if you look at the spread between different expirations, 
you could say, okay, well, what does it look like you know, from the elections perspective? Is it being priced in to, to have the volatility decrease in November or December or, or, or January again, right? So you know, in a typical presidential election cycle, it, it, that duration is, is much shorter. Yeah, I think it's I think it's brilliant how how this has been devised to take advantage of that. To wrap up, first things first, have you seen the Wolf of Wall Street? Are you talking about the McConaughey scene? Uh, no. I, I mean, we can talk about that later, maybe if you want. But <laughs> so the, the see the sell me this pen scene always stuck with me, uh, both in in the middle of the movie and and at the end. So to wrap up, have you give me a Sears Tower elevator pitch? One last, you know, stance. Sell me this pen for the mini VIX futures. Sure. So, you know, first thing is that we're going to be providing future guides and webinars about mini VIX futures in the coming months. So additional beyond what I can get through on a Sears Tower elevator, which, by the way, has three banks to it. <laughs> um, but the mini VIX futures, what, one of the great points of it is that they they are part of the product complex of the standard VIX futures. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a robust ecosystem there. The, the pricing is is going to be uh, you know, complemented by the fact that it's, it's linked to that standard VIX futures contract that's just one-tenth of the size. Mm-hmm. So what you get is access to more precision and a smaller notional value volatility contract that allows new participants that want to or need to trade in small inertia values to access uh, the tried and true VIX futures product, which has um, you know, been around for, for quite some time and has a very robust ecosystem. I'm sold. And yeah, we probably made it, what, halfway up the Sears Tower? Yeah, we're on the we're, we're on one of the, uh, the intermediate banks at this point. Oh, we can spend the rest of the time talking about the 3-0 Chicago Bears, maybe. I'm a Yankees fan, so um, All right. I won their first game yesterday. We're gonna cut right now. Born, born, <laughs> born and raised. I'm sitting in Connecticut right now. Diehard Sox, Celtics fan, you name it. So okay, that's great. Goodbye. Good night. Um, <laughs> no, but but really, Michael Ozaki, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, maybe one day, you know, when all this is over, we can reconnect and kind of talk about <laughs> all the stuff that just happened, but. I uh, couldn't thank you enough for coming on, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks. Take care.